We play for bravery. We play for big hearts in tiny bodies. We play for the fighter within. We play for life reclaimed, disease in remission, stories rewritten. We're Children's Hospital of Richmond at VCU, and we nurture the champion in every child. We fight the forces that threaten them, and we play to win. Learn how at chrichmond.org. B-sides, rare finds, secret shows. Whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With hundreds of trading pairs, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to create the crypto experiences they've been looking for. Trade beyond the trend at bittrex.com. It's your move. Hi there, I am Adam Akibas, and this is my novel, Life Choices. Well, arrogance is, is dangerous. Dangerous in that sense that it does not make you see what is around you. You have a high opinion of you. You think yourself beyond all others. That you would be something special. Something that is unmatched, unrivaled. The point is, if you have a special skill, if you have anything extraordinary, then arrogance is in a way or another, except Hartable. If you have wits, if you have special abilities for, for music, for, for whatever you have, then you can be rightly arrogant because you prove every time that you have this certain skill. This is extraordinary and with special abilities, well, come special mindsets. I mean, if you have never met your match, you will assume or think that you are above all others. If you live in a society which which puts on, puts restraint on competition, if you live in a society where People follow their opinion that too much competition would be bad. The people who do not agree that social development as well as well as economical development is built on competition and in order to boost development you have to enable every one and every member of a society to partake in this competition equality equal access this would be a society reigned by merits however if you live in a society where this competition is hampered 
then people who are confined to a certain social ladder will eventually assume themselves as superior to all others. Why? Because there is no competition. They do not have to face anyone who could challenge them. If, if half of the population does not even have access to basic education, well, what sense does it make calling yourself a genius? You are only, you can call yourself only a genius if you succeed against a lot of competitors. You can, this is like sports. You can only call yourself great if you have successfully beaten every challenger. This is the key. But now there is arrogance, which comes close to vanity. This is arrogance, which was unchallenged, a perception, an assumption, an assumption that one would be above all others. And this notion has never come to be challenged. And Frederick was one of these young fellas in his school all these pupils they had never really faced challenges they were pretty much you would not consider them as in a way in accordance with Charles Darwin that they that the best always get comes ahead and can spread their genes to the next generation. No privileges prevent that. There is no inhuman society. There is no way that always the best is selected. No privileges of any sort drive a wedge in this notion. So when the pupils of that school faced with Frederick, whom everyone would assume is misplaced among them because he's poor, he, he is not one of them, he does not share the same social background, they looked at him in awe, like an alien, like all the members of Frederick's social community. They did not consider him as one of their own. And now, because Frederick was one of the few who got the chance to have access to great schools, to teachers who actually have a degree, who, who know what, them, what they are talking about, it became 
pretty much apparent. Well, he does not have a challenger. The social system in the US helps a few, but leaves out all the others. And it is based a lot of on privileges. This is the reason why capitalism in the US follows a wrong path. However, Frederick became more and more arrogant because he thought he's, he's the only one. He rightfully thought that he is the smartest in class. This is true. And in addition to that, the teachers tried to raise awareness uh, about um, poverty, about people who do not have the privilege to, um, to hire education, people who live in the hoods, who live in um, drug-infested areas. This was um, followed by good intentions indeed and it helped many pupils who did not have a notion of poverty to understand what poverty actually is what it means what can you do with it and what it leads to and the result was horrifying horrifying in that sense that poverty became something people became scared of. It is scary. You know? Having no hope, having no future, living life from day to day. And those teachers in, their, um, in this private school, in, the, in their well-intention, even showed pictures about life as a poor person, life in a hood. You know? Some of the pupils, especially the young boys, call it as cool. Yeah, there are some fucks who seem to be independent. These are these thoughts circled around boys who still had to ask for pocket money, and they saw well, there is a fuck, and he earns his own money despite the fact that he's a hustler. But the overall perception of poverty was a negative one. You cannot do whatever you like. You cannot travel. And the worst thing for many youths, is, youths was that you are faced with work. This is only a few young folks actually thought about them. That you have to work nine, eight, nine, ten hours a day. And some of those young folk folks started cal calculating. A day has 24 hours. And if I sleep eight, then work Ten. This makes a 
10, then I have only six hours left. And this is what young folks thought as the worst thing in poverty, not having time. They did not think that mm, that uh, poor people have lesser possibilities and opportunities. Because what do young folks know? They are still in school. They have not really faced hard life. They have not applied for a job. They have never been rejected when they assumed poverty as a as a plight which robs you of spending your time freely and for many girls poverty became a symbol of incarceration having to work having to take care not being able to enjoy life to be chained on life circumstances this became pretty much hideous despite the well intention that the teachers tried to raise awareness of poverty and that the, his and their pupils should feel compassion for poor people. Yet those young folks started to reject poverty. And in a, in a, a way they tried to justify why they are not poor. Because, you know, if you are faced with any quality and if you are there on the other end if you are the receivers of privileges if you know that you are well off well no one will let him or herself to be accused of robbing others of their opportunities they will not admit yeah my my father who is a dentist my mother who is a, who works at an art gallery actually robbed this job from from another applicant who would have been better suited if he or she wouldn't have been poor no one will give in to that notion no one can because this would mean that your life would be based on a lie. No matter what it is, everyone assumes that he or she deserves to be where he or she is. So these young folks, when confronted with poverty, started to, did not talk about privileges. Now, there may be some others who have privileges, those super wealthy, for sure. They have monies a lot. They live in huge villas. They have huge yachts. What do we have? Well, we are just middle class. We are just upper middle class. My parents work their ass off. 
we did not get any charity. We did not live off charity, but and we do not leave anything to chance. No, we work for our for our life. We and we have worked for our success. And in return, these argumentations have always two sides, the other side of the coin in return. Well, young folks started to think about poor people and the poverty of self-inflicted. It might seem that way, and partially it is true indeed. If you hear a lot of drug abuse, if you hear a lot of people who are addicted to any any sorts of drugs, if you hear about parents selling off their children to get a shot, then it might occur to you what it is self-inflicted. These are weak people. These are people who do not care about their own lives and about their future. These are people who have given up. And this is the reason why they are there where they are and why we are there where we are. So you have to justify your own social footing and as well as those others. Why there is a gap between them and you. And Frederick was in the center of all attention. Those young folks from the middle class looked at him in one hand with compassion, with understanding, yeah, well, he made it. He, he, he could break out of his social embeddedment. He could break the social chain. But on the other hand, no girl really wanted to get out with him. You never know. You could get pregnant. He could knock up you. He could knock you up. Then you could be one of those women who have to sell their children. Women who are depressed, who do not see any use and sense in life. Or just one day, from one day to another, abandon their children, leave them to their own fate. It was hideous. And these with images of the hoods about poor life standards of poor hygiene uh, about about few to no, no opportunities to be stuck in one place and the worst of all to have having to work 10 to 12 hours a day or even more just to make ends meet this is not how young folks imagine life this is not how how those girls in Frederick's class imagined their future. And when they looked at Frederick, they looked at him like he would be a poor 
puppy, yes. And they would occasionally feed him, help him. But they would not take him home with them. This was too bizarre. One would lose too many, too much. But Frederick did not see it. Frederick only perceived one thing. Firstly, that he is special, which he truly was. He was a genius. And the second thing was that people have pity on him. And this pity Frederick mistook for entitlement. He thought himself, I grew up poor. I, I had no one because the, the close, because there was no close connection to his mother. And since everyone is talking about about a close parental love, it is for it is in all the media, it is in all the movies, fathers and daughters, mothers and sons, they have some special connection. And Frederick, in a way, was left out of it. His mother had to work. He, again, does not know what really working is. Frederick has not a real notion having to work in a fast food diner 10, 12 hours having to be on your feet um, 10, 12 hours, getting meager tips and still struggling to make ends meet. Frederick was like his classmate, despite the fact that his classmates thought of Frederick that he wouldn't know the harsh reality of life but this was not the case frederick throughout his youth pretty much was confined in a room he would scarcely go out he would look at the hood uh, from his window and the, the same perspective his his classmates had so he thought himself as entitled because he thought that he's actually one of them. He thought because I'm one of them, I should be at least compensated as such. Life betrayed me. Life took something away from me and now they have to pay me back. Life owes me something and this was a gross insult so in this notion frederick conducted himself he doesn't need to do anything he's a genius he for them self as a genius he was he was starting to get interested in the opposite sex but somehow it really did not work out well women, the, the girls had come passion for him but would keep their distance and Frederick got a little bit annoyed he 
what about the female teachers who had so much compassion for him, so much love. But it was only for the show, as it seems. He did not get anything in return. Frederick was one of those many adolescents who don't not who do not really know how relationship works, who only assume yeah if we come together if 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 I talk with a girl it will uh, in a way work out one of us will mention uh, something then things will lead to another well they don't know how to talk to girls they don't know how things can work out and he was eager to be close to someone if it was not the the girls in the same age as him he was interested in the female teachers he wanted to have closeness because all this pondering about about being left behind in life and that that he was a soul to be pitied made him crave for a woman or a girl who would understand him, who would care for him like like one cares for a puppy, huh? because this is what he deserved in his view. This would make up for all he lost, because he, like his mother, imagined that his father was probably rich, well off, and in some days, Frederick even dreamed that his father was probably watching him somewhere. Here he is probably a high government official, someone who is, or even a secret FBI agent, whatever. He's wealthy, he's well off, and he is watching him. And the reason why he couldn't be with Frederick so far was because he's held back either by the government or he has a very important assignment. He's, he's fighting for his country. He's protecting his country. But Frederick assumed he must be there. He must be watching because he deserved it. He was this wounded puppy everyone was talking about. And every of his classmates had parents. And they were eagerly talking about their parents. Whether their parents busted them or their parents cut off their allowance or whether one of the students quarreled with their parents. Frederick almost heard these complaints and imagined how his father was. He never really saw his mother. Only in the afternoon when she would bring food, he even occasionally thought that this cannot be his mother at all 
because he he heard one time a girl talking about her mother that her mother would be her best friend and that she confines everything to her mother and Frederick assumed this is how parents supposed to be they have to be with their children they have to listen to their children to their worries or in another occasion one student talked about that he that he worked with his with his mother through some very difficult math tasks and again Frederick started pondering his mother had never helped him by anything he would even dress himself he would of, of, of course not know that his mother when he after he goes to sleep prepares his his clothes irons his school uniform and puts it uh, in a place where he can find him he did not think about anything of that but just about one thing and this is that his mother is absent as well as his father and he said to himself well this can't be I deserve better look at the way how people are treating me not only how they are treating me but I'm smart I'm a genius and I deserve something I deserve something better and this thought that his parents that they would be somewhere different somewhere close but invisible this kept haunting him he said to himself yeah, no matter what I do I am in a way protected because he knew he would He was once uh, invited to a b birthday party of one of his classmates and he saw their wealth. He saw everything they had. Their home in a beautiful suburban area. It, it took Frederick from his home three hours by bus to get there. He perceived this suburban home as, as a different world from which he is barred of. He saw this beautiful home. He saw the swimming pool. He saw the lawn. He saw all these homes, children's who are joyous, who are running around outside. There are no fences. There are no people running around with guns, no hustlers, no fucks. Uh, 
beautiful, clean streets, no stench. And for Frederick, it was like heaven. And he knew that his life, his hoods, would not have any future at all. He saw the contrast. You don't have to be smart to understand it. That this is a different world. That you live in a different universe. And this conclusion makes one scary. Envious, yes. You are envious. You are, you still think that you deserve the same and Frederick thought about it. He was sure that his parents, his true parents would live somewhere in, in the neighborhood. And it was something odd about this invitation. It came out of nothing. Actually, the real reason why he was invited was that that uh, the teacher who had raised so much awareness about poor people convinced one of the the birthday student to invite Frederick to be friends with him to be close to him And this student reluctantly invited Frederick. But for Frederick, it was more. He thought of it as, as a will of his true, real parents. That his parents must be living somewhere near. And they wanted to see him. They wanted to eye him. They wanted to have a look and he imagined and he tried to justify why his parents don't want to be around him, why his parents abandoned him, why he does not, does not have the same access to, to, to certain luxury, to the life his classmates have. And it is understandable that no one will no child will come to the conclusion that the reason why his parents abandoned him is because he is not a lovable child, because he is not someone they deemed worth caring for. And if someone does, this is indeed very concerning. And Frederick did actually assume, make up, made up, a reason why his parents went with him. His father, this this very important government official, this undercover agent, he had to be somewhere else. And he could not be with his son. Because all the villains, all these evil people who want to do society harm, they would immediately notice his family, they would immediately find out about Frederick and then hurt him.
or to with him whatever they want because Frederick knew some comics he had watched all these Marvel comics all these Batman and Spider-Man he he had some sort of a notion of of evil villains who want to hurt the hero and in Frederick's day dreams his father was always the hero like in Batman Thomas Wayne was the hero of Bruce Wayne for Frederick it was his unknown father and during this birthday party of this classmate he thought a great deal about his father his parents and this made him scary scary in that sense what if his father what if his true parents will actually never reveal themselves to him what if he will never ever happen to meet them what if he he has to live in the hoods where he in the in the one room apartment in this filthy building for the end of his life and this made him scary and the more he grew scary the more the the illusion that he would deserve better and because he's special his true parents have to be special as well grew ever ever more it be, became more and more vivid and the notion that he is being robbed of a key experience in his life that he does not deserve to go every day back to the hoods and again when he drove home from this suburban home when he imagined ah maybe i could live here as well i could be here as well i could go to my room here here i could just stay in this world forever and i don't have to return home ever again and during the bus ride home he thought a great deal about it about his future about his parents and what he is supposed to do because he knew assumed this is the this is an an adolescence thoughts his parents are watching him he was sure of it his true parents are watching of it and fear again grabbed him what if he has to act in a certain way what if he has to be in a certain way maybe they have been waiting all these years for him to act in a certain way so that they can reveal themselves so frederick has to be in a way and he pondered how should i behave how sh how should i act what do they want from me my true parents they must be around me this they can't be 
willing that I go every day back to the hoods and this is dangerous. Frederick thought about the fox who occasionally asked him what he wants because they thought he, were, he wanted to buy drugs. He thought about the people in the hoods who were running around with guns. He thought about the mornings of, of some women downstairs who work as prostitutes. And he said to himself, yeah, well, my, my parents can't be wanting me to go there and live there. They can't. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know how harsh life in the hoods is, how dangerous this is, that their boy, their beloved boy, for whom they care so much and from whom they want to prevent harm, that he is in danger. Maybe they don't know. Frederick was troubled. And in his trouble, hate grew. Hate towards others. Hate against those villains who prevent his parents to be with him. And who are they? Who are these villains? Who, who wants to bring down the government? For Frederick, criminals had one certain appearance and he hated them. He hated the guts of them because they are the reason his life was miserable. And he thought about all these years. He thought about his age, that all these years he experienced life in the hoods, whereas he could have been here where he wouldn't have been leaving in the middle of the night in a bus, driving to nowhere, driving to darkness. He could have been living here, actually, if it weren't for those villains, for those evil people who prevent his parents from coming home, being a, f a family, being with their boy and taking care of him. And he grew hateful. Why can't they spare me? He asked himself, why me? Why did they have to ruin my life? Why me? Couldn't they get someone else? There are a lot of poor folks in the hood. Why not all the others? And again, he was inundated with the feeling of betrayal, that he was robbed of life and that there is no way out. And he thought about a dangerous scenario, a shocking scenario. What if his father would be killed 
What if his father, who is a secret FBI agent, who is this honest and decent man he saw in all those comics, what if he's been killed? What if his father, who supposed to be Bruce Wayne, who supposed to be Thomas Wayne, who supposed to be the father of Batman, what if he he's been killed and he never gets to know about it and he then has to live this life for all eternity in the hoods despite he deserving better and he grew frustrated even maddening his hate against all these others who prevent him from being happy, who fraud his happiness, who prevent him and rob him from a life in a beautiful suburban neighborhood with a beautiful lawn, lawn and a swimming pool. These thoughts bothered him. They exhausted him.